This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Ramblin' About Washington. But guys, my name is Josh Taylor, host of the Burgundy Network podcast, and joining me is my guy Rio over there. What's going on, man? What's good, man? Hey, you ain't got tired of seeing me yet, man. We've been out in Richmond. Man. We're, we didn't did a pod already, and then we about to see each other again Friday. What's up, man? Look, man, we did that podcast. Everybody was hitting us up, saying it was dope. They loved it. So I said, look, we got to do a wrap-up pod of the training camp because we got this huge practice on Friday. And we had to bring in our guy, Jalen. What's going on, man? Met you for the first time on Saturday. How you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Rio, Rio, I love you, man, but I might be tired of seeing you. If I'm a- <laughs> I might be tired of seeing you. I would see you every day. We were calling Rio the MVP. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready to get to some Washington yeah. football team. Absolutely. Shout out to Andy over there. It's midnight over in the UK. Holding it down Ooh. for us, Andy. Appreciate you. Wish we could have seen you at training camp. Man, Rio oh, was man. MVP. He, he had this little vacation, forgot he had a job, forgot he had a family. <laughs> It was just living at a training camp every <laughs> single day. So, guys, we're going to break this up in half, and we're not going to talk about COVID and the vaccine because I got so much hate in my messages today just bringing up one tweet about it. So I'll <laughs> stay away from it for tonight only, even though it is a story. But we're going to break this up into on-the-field and off-the-field stuff. And, guys, on the field, we got to talk about who impressed us the most because that's what everybody cares about. Who looks good? Who looks season-ready? And I'll start out. As you see the flag behind me, I got to rep Alabama. And my guy, Landon Collins, I've been preaching this. It's crazy that people wrote him off off of one injury. And I know how crazy of an injury it was with the Achilles. But you see Kevin Durant coming back from it, having success that next season. But, guys, what do you think of Landon Collins? Did he impress you? I know it was without pads. They finally had the first practice today with pads. But, Rio, what do you think about Lando? Landon looks great, man. Like, it was a good point. I remember Jalen in my group chat a while back, he was saying, coming off an Achilles, he needs to be leaner. He needs to play at a much lighter weight because you can't carry that thickness while you're while you're playing safety coming off an Achilles injury. So he looks lean. He looks explosive. He looks ready to go. It was cool. When we walked in on the first day, Josh, as soon as we got VIP, Landon was right there. He was the first person we saw. He acknowledged us. And throughout the week, he's looked great. Him and Curl on the field at the same time. I'm very encouraged from what I saw. What do you think, Jalen? Comeback player of the year? Yeah, um, <laughs> as, as we all touched on it, I, I just thought that Landon needed to come in lean. I think one of the reasons that contributed to his play and maybe to his injury last year was he was a little bit out of shape. He seemed kind of boxy last year when he was playing. But just watching him in training camp, he was flying around, not just in that box safety role either. Him and Kerr were interchangeable. I saw him breaking on balls on, on Saturday. He had two interceptions with a tremendous play in the end zone. So it was, it was something I haven't seen during Landon Collins this time as a Washington football team member. So I'm excited. Like, he's lean, he's bouncy, free-flowing, and moving all over the field. Yeah, Chris Harris always said you like free things. And, man, he took those two, like you said, ran one back to the end zone. Chris uh, Harris was running with him, the DB's coach. So just had everybody hype. But another guy, in my opinion, that had a great training camp talking about interceptions – Saturday, Cole Holcomb had that one-hander like behind his back like that, oh, no glove sweet. Cole Holcomb. That was a fresh look. Oh, yeah. Jalen, how, how's Cole looking other than the mullet? Cole's looking amazing. Cole is feisty. Cole was actually one of the guys that got into 
a scuffle. I don't want to escalate it in bigger, bigger yeah. than what it was. It wasn't uh, like the Giants practice. He got, he got into a scuffle with uh, Samis oh, on, yeah. I believe, Friday with Samis Reyes, where Samis was just blogging him. His code just popped off and just, just hit him in the face. And I was like, I, yeah, I like it. Him. I mean, I don't like it because that's your teammate. <laughs> But just just the fight, the he's he's been feisty all camp. Um, and linebacker um, on Friday, me and Rio were there the linebackers before they broke off in the teams, and the linebackers are hype. We were like, bro, it's nine forty-five in the morning, and they were getting to it. And Cole was one of the main voices in that thing, so I'm excited about Cole's prospects for this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Real, linebacker room, and that linebacker room was crazy. David Mayo, it's like nine a.m. in the morning. He's out there like, man, if you don't want to effing hit, get off my gut. <laughs> Feel. I was like, oh my god, I'm ready to go out there and suit up myself. Ready to grab some shells and go. But this man, <laughs> I see Burrow. Best thing about camp is the Rio GIF. Man, that meme is absolutely. And it wasn't even that camp. I didn't even see Keith taking that picture. I didn't even see anyone with their phone out because we were just vibing over at Wooden Iron Bar. But the player that impressed me the most at camp is someone I am very not high on. Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon and AGG, you know what? I'm just going to tag team them and put them together because they have the most pressure on them. Harmon being a guy who was drafted by the predecessor regime. Like he was he was he was drafted by the other regime. AGG was drafted in the 4th round from this regime and one was hurt and one showed us absolutely nothing and was hurt last year. So, the fact that I've seen them look impressive, explosive, and having sure hands through that week of camp in Richmond, that gives me some real positivity going into camp that we may have a possession receiver on the roster somewhere. We got a lot of guys, but that big body possession receiver, we lack it. And they're both making a strong case. But let's see what happens when the pads go on in the preseason game start. Yeah, we haven't had an actual wide receiver battle in God knows how many years, maybe like 2012 when we were pretty loaded at wide receiver. Jalen, if you're looking at these wide receivers, we'll even throw Cam Sims in that bunch. What did you see from those three guys? And who do you think really got the edge uh, after training camp going into this practice here in Ashburn? Um, so just in talking about those three guys, I still think that Cam has the stranglehold on that back half of the roster position as far as that big body receiver role, um, just because he was simply in on more reps. Um, and just like um, uh, Rio was mentioning with Kelvin Harmon and AGG, Cam was getting his fair share of um, reps doing well in one-on-ones as well. And just when I, I just couldn't help but notice in teams, he was in beside Terry a lot, um, especially with Curtis Samuel not out there as that other boundary receiver. And he was in over guys like Kelvin Harmon and AGG. Um, so just specifically with those three guys, I'll say that Sam has the edge. But I do want to touch on because his performance didn't necessarily surprise me. But the, just just what I saw from Terry McLaurin in camp was just amazing. Um, he was unstoppable. Um, he was unguardable. Um, he already has a connection with Fitzpatrick that's that that is going to make a lot of his fantasy owners proud this year. I expect those fantasy owners to sell high, buy high on Terry McLaurin right now. Buy high on yep. Terry McLaurin. Um, like I was sure. mentioning in Rio today, it seems like he has this route, like this 15-yard in, um, like this dig route. Um, I swear that him and Fitz, I, I didn't see an incompletion or, or, or a bad ball going that way on that. It seems like they have a magical connection on that route. So um, I was I was amazed with what I saw from Terry McLaurin, and I expect him to put 
top five, top seven receiver numbers in the league this year. I'm with him. I was, I was that impressed with what I saw earlier. And he worked with Doug Baldwin a lot this year. And I tweeted it out early in training camp. You can tell such a difference. His Like the one knock he has with like his route running wasn't the best. It wasn't the crisp. You know, he had things to work on. Everyone knew it. He was still young in the game. But that work he did with Doug Baldwin, like you're talking about those dig routes, like you're supposed to get down low when you cut back in. He's getting lower now, getting that center gravity. I love it. I see a huge jump. I forgot who it was. Um, oh, yeah, William Jackson III said today, even playing him back in 2020, he's like, there's a huge difference to Terry McCoy in this year. And I was like, all right, I got I got to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, I, I want to, you nah, know, be That boy looks ready. That boy looks ready. Hey, absolutely. He looks ready. And uh, Tony. And, and I, oh, yeah, my man Tony Shivers. Yeah, I was just about to say, he said even De- DeAndre Carter flashed. I'll tell yes. you one thing. He's usually open. Even if he doesn't catch the pass, he's creating separation on yeah. a consistent basis. And him and Heineke have built quite a rapport already. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen that. Jalen, you're going to touch on that, too? Uh, yeah, he I, did I, drop one, but that's Yeah, uh, just to touch on DeAndre Carter, he's fast. Um, he, he, he like like Rio said, he creates a lot of separation. And I couldn't help but notice that he was running a lot with the ones um, on Saturday um, and I think that he was serving in that Curtis Samuel role because we saw him um, have a jet, um, even with yep. the ones that he turned up field and got a pretty nice game. Um, so just his speed, and you know, Ron is a guy that values positional flex and things like that. So him serving as a full time returner, as well as you know, contributing um, as a back into the receiver, uh, back into the roster receiver. Um, his prospects are high for making the roster right now. Yeah, and Andy, you're right with punt returns. DeAndre Carter, that's exactly what they brought him in for. And people are saying, look, he's probably not going to make the roster because we're only going to keep six wide receivers. People, I mean, if you go read Kime, JP, Pete, Mitch, all of them, uh, Rannon, all of them are saying, like, he's made his presence known as a wide receiver who could slide in as that punt returner, kick return specialist, but also have an effect um, as a wide receiver. The chat's blowing up with some uh, Wolves fans, so I just got to show them some love real quick. We had a lot. <laughs> Got the wolves in the pack. The wolf pack. Look, they are all over. Hey, I knew Alex, Rio was going to say something. Know, they you are already all know I got to rep the wolves in the chat. Ow! <laughs> and then uh, Andy brought up this good one. Who is your hidden gem that we've seen in camp? And uh, Rio, I'll let you go first. This is a good one. Mm, this is a good one. Let's see. Let's see. Hidden gems from camp. Off the top of my head, I will say – not because I don't want to pick someone that's too obvious. Let me see. Yeah. I want to say Downey Brown. I, mean, I would I'm have trying to pick someone slick. No, nah, exactly. I want to pick some. I want to pick one of the rookies like St. Juice or Downey Brown. I, I, oh, I was I about to say, like I have one. If you don't have one, Rio, I didn't – I have oh, go one. Ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, Jalen. Give, give me a second to give it because I don't want to pick well, someone so too it's, obvious. Go ahead. It's honestly the name that you just said. Benjamin St. Juice is ready, guys. I'm telling you. Benjamin St. Juice is ready. Oh, for um, sure. When he was in with the ones and they allowed Kendall Fuller to slide into the slot, th- that was the worst quarterback play that I saw throughout camp. And I think that it's a read for them. Even mentioned what Terry McCorn did to the um, DBs on Friday. Benjamin St. Juice was the only one with a solid rep on him where he stood him up at the line. Terry was trying to get yep. inside on like a slant route, and Benjamin St. Juice just shut it down. And, and it was the first rep that Terry had. And I think he was just so fed up after that that he just was going to just burn everybody else. So I feel bad that he did that to every other DB due to what Benjamin St. Juice did to him. But Benjamin St. Juice is ready. And uh, he, he's lining up with the big um, – he's, he's versatile. He's lining up with the big receivers on the outside. I even saw him line up in the slot sometimes – um, 
when he was running with the two. So Benjamin St. Juice is ready. Trust me yeah, on that. That's one. a big dude. I told Rio, I got to see him in Alabama at the Senior Bowl. He's like, what, 6'2", like 205, 210. That's a big dude. Like I, He kind of reminds like WJ3 is that press corner. He's going to be physical with you. St. Juice is the same way. And I watched him up against Cam, who's a big dude, as we all know. He looks even bigger in person. He wasn't afraid to line up with him. He was gliding, loved how his hips look. He was just got out right off the jump. So I'm excited about St. Juice. I don't know okay, if I had to pick think- a little diamond in the rough. Go ahead, Rio. Yeah, I think I got one now. And I wouldn't even know if I'd call it a diamond in the rough, but word on the street was Jimmy Moreland may be in trouble this offseason. And I can tell you from what I've seen in Richmond, that man will be on the field a whole bunch because he was one of the sharpest and most consistent corners out there. He's he's back to the people's corner that we saw his first year in camp, finding the ball, attacking the football as soon as someone gets it. Jimmy Moreland looks great. He's ducking my podcast, and we've rescheduled a couple times, but he's definitely not in the smoke on the football field because he's killing it. But now me and Jimmy, we good. I talked to him at camp. We're going to be able to get that worked out. Jimmy Moreland's my diamond in the rough. He's coming for that starting slot job, and he's coming very hard. He's not He's not playing any games. I think he heard the smoke. <clears throat> Tay? I'll I'll say that we talked about the wide receivers. I liked AGG. There's a couple times he slipped, but I've always wanted to see AGG. I mean, that was my guy when we drafted him. I wanted to see him, you know, go up and get those high passes, get a little bit of separation, and you know, don't just be a big guy who just uses the size. And he showed me some of that. I was like, finally, like, this yeah. might be the time. I, I've been saying out of Cam Sims, who I love, obviously, and Harmon and AGG. AGG has the highest upside. He has the best skill set. Sure. I agree. With I that. think I don't. I don't think it's close either. We just with him getting COVID because mm-hmm. Liberty is stupid and stayed in school like three months past everybody else. Mm-hmm. Then he got hurt. Now he's finally healthy. I want to see him show out. And Andy said earlier, this is going to be such a crazy preseason. Not only Taylor Heineke show every preseason game. They're probably going to sell out tickets just because of Taylor Heineke. But you get mm-hmm. to see AGG in action and really have this wide receiver battle play out. Now, one guy who did have a rough training camp, Sam Cosney, and Twitter blew he, up the last few days. Did he, though? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, the media, they gassed that shit. Now, they need to cut that out, man. They, they had they had Sam to get a headline. God. That was an easy one. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, this guy is coming in running with the ones as a right tackle, and his first ever reps without pads on are against Montez Sweat. And Chase Young, what the hell did people expect that he was going to do in the first couple of days? Yeah. If they weren't bullying him, that would be a story. Because they'd be like, what the hell is going on? Why are these two booking future reset the market edge rushers struggling against a rookie, a raw athletic rookie? But no, this is not news, man. They put the pads on today, and obviously things have already changed because – I mean, the dude's a big athletic freak, but you have to adjust to the speed of the league. And we have two of the most athletic edge rushers in the NFL. They blew that out of proportion, and I think people need to freaking calm down. I already said, oh, my God, we should have kept Morgan Moses. No, we shouldn't have because Morgan Moses was a seasoned vet, and he couldn't block either of those guys in practice either. So they didn't cut it out. That's all it needs to be said. No, I agree 100%. If I don't have pads on and I have Montez Sweat's wingspan – 
coming at me, smacking me, clubbing me upside the head. It's going to be hard to block <laughs> I, I'm not doing nothing either. Right. I need some pen. So, Jalen, do you have any concern whatsoever with Sam Cosme coming back yeah. over to the right side? And uh, No, um, no, not at all. Like Rio said, a lot of his negative plays were overhyped. But the first thing that you notice when you go out on the field is he's the biggest offensive lineman out there. May not necessarily be the, the thickest at this point, but he's almost a half a head taller than everybody else. I know he's listed somewhere in some sites as 6'7 or 6'8, and the only guy comparable to that would be like a Cornelius Lucas. But even I, I pointed out to Rio when we were watching 11s, yeah, he got whipped by Montez um, Sweat on one play. But on the next play, he just hit Deron Payne with the meanest punch and watched Deron Payne all mm-hmm. the way down. And Deron Payne, who's a refrigerator of a man, he got up on his ribs. So you know that this is the mm-hmm. type of guy that packs a punch. And I'm not I'm not too concerned because, like I've always said, there's a reason why Morgan Moses was cut a couple days after the first rookie minicamp. They saw something in Samuel Cosby, and that first impression is always a lasting impression. So I believe that he's going to get adjusted to the speed of the game. He's not going to be playing guys like Chase Young and Montez Sweat every week. And we just we just got to go deal with the growing pains because I don't think that they're going to be too, any too much more. Yeah, Sam Cosby scored in the top one percent, and it's one of the most athletic tackles of all time in draft class. So that alone showed me enough. And then seeing him practice, they were doing drills where like dropping the ball and you had to like jump on it and stuff like mm-hmm. that and just come off the line the quickest. He was the first one every single time. Mm-hmm. This is a good question. Y'all think Lamar Miller's taking the nine over Peyton Barber? He's made some plays, especially today. He made some catches and stuff. Like, are we gonna see the old Houston Lamar Miller? Um, I honestly I don't know. think that. Go ahead, Rio. Go ahead. No, now you go ahead, Jalen. You go ahead. I got you. Well, I honestly I'm think that Lamar play. Miller is actually going to be our third running back on the depth chart. Um, he's actually the only running back, and I love Jared Patterson, but he hasn't shown it to me on the pro level. But he's actually the only other running back that has shown the, on the roster that has shown the capability to be dynamic while also, you know, carrying a, a workload. You know, he was a thousand yard rusher with the Texans. Granted, that was a couple of years ago, but he looks like he has some of that springiness and that spryness back. He broke off a couple of long runs on Friday, back to back, one off tackle and one it was a pretty good inside run. We showed some nice vision. And I think, you know, if he can get back to that form that he was with the Houston Texans, where he was a pro bowler. And I saw some flashes of that um, while we were up there in Richmond. I think that he can be a pretty, pretty impactful player with us this year. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be Barber Patterson because we need a we need a bowling ball in the backfield. We need someone who's going to hit the hole and run somebody over and run with that short center of gravity. And Peyton Barber looks like he's lighter on his feet. He looks leaner this offseason, but he still runs hard. I saw him make a couple of nice catches in practice, but Patterson looks the part to me. Patterson is so shifty, and his lateral agility is perfect. He runs with good balance. He hits the hole fast and doesn't dance. If he doesn't make the practice squad, I think there's a good chance he's the third running back here because Ron has showed us time after time that he is not afraid to play young players or undrafted players, so... I'm going to go with Barber Patterson over Lamar Miller at the end of the day. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I mean, Peyton Barber, like stats wise, you know, yards per carry wise, one of the worst in the leagues to this day. But like, there's something about him to where this regime <laughs> still loves him. I don't understand what it is. Um, He's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. They people like are saying, flight. like, we could possibly get a guy 
you know, free agent wise or like a late cut guy doesn't make the team. Do you even think that's a possibility, Jalen? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, because like I, I've said before, they didn't really do much in the running back room. So that's why I think that the prospects with the guys that they have in there are pretty high. Um, I do want to touch on one thing with Peyton Barber uh, and, and Jared Patterson just serving in that rolling ball type running back role. Peyton Barber lost a ton of weight. He, he even yeah, he even did. out there on the on the field, he looks he looks smaller than he did on the field just watching him on TV. And at this point, Antonio Gibson is the biggest <laughs> running back on the roster. And I think that yeah. we're not going to have him, you know, in a compartmentalized role this year. And he may serve as your bowling bowling ball type role. And he may serve as just your every <laughs> every down running back. So that's why I think that, you know, those guys are more expendable because we might not necessarily need that bowling ball type role. Um, because one thing that we saw from Antonio Gibson is he will push a pile. He will push a oh, pile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a lot of uh, goal line plays today in practice saying, like, he was running up the middle uh, from, like, the 3-4, still getting in. So that's good news, like I said. Yeah, this is only a second year. I saw Peyton in the uh, ice bath. I don't know if that's too much information, but he looked <laughs> cut. Like, you're right. He looked like he lost a little bit of weight. Not mm-hmm. saying he's small. Uh Oh, don't bring question. up, don't bring up that, don't bring up the ice bath situation. We no, we're gonna, to we're gonna leave that to Blade Bird, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesse's. Uh, he's gonna do some body ratings for the right? next episode, probably. So this oh, one right wow. here, over under five plus sacks for Tim Settle this year. Ooh. You have to, under. you have to favor under. with this, yeah, because Matt Ioannidis is back. So you yeah. got, you got to realize yeah, Tim Settle's definitely yeah. going with the under there. Smaller role, definitely. Under. Smashing. Oh, and um, I seen Burrow said. Tell me Hopkins was making kicks. I'm going to promise you, I did not look at Dustin Hopkins one time in the entire <laughs> training camp. I'm yeah. not sure I watched probably one should. field goal or punt. Yeah, I know. Probably should have. But I, I don't think I watched one field goal or punt the entire camp. I saw them walk out to the field, gave him a wave. Hey, what's up, Hop? What's up, Tress? Never saw them or tried to pay attention to him again. So. I can attest. I can attest. Dustin Hopkins was pretty, pretty accurate. He was pretty accurate throughout the camp. I don't recall seeing a missed camp, but I don't recall him being in too many high pressure situations either. Um, a lot of the times I saw him kicking was either during a walkthrough or warming up, but he seemed pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah, the only kick I seen he made it. It was pretty deep, but uh, I just noticed some one kid caught it. It was a pretty crazy catch Ooh. in the audience. <laughs> that's the that's what stood out the <laughs> most of it. Um, so guys. We actually had the opportunity on Saturday to stand as close as we could with COVID to Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. I want to hit on that real quick because I wasn't expecting that. Like, as close as we were, they're bigger than they look. But mm-hmm. I want to mention how big Montez Sweat is because people mm-hmm. talk about Chase Young all the time. Montez Sweat is so much bigger than Chase Young. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Greek his guy. arm like length. Greek yeah, guy. I was. I was the thing. That's the. I think that's the thing that stands out between them as the biggest difference. Yeah, Chase may be a little thicker, and those guys are about six five and six six. But Montez Sweat's um, arms come to his like his hands come to his knees. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's legit. Like you're going up a power for it every day, and I see mm-hmm. why Samuel Cosby has trouble going. Like if you can't get into his arms, it's a wrap. Like it, it, I don't, I don't see how you block that. I expect a huge year coming up, coming up from Montez Sweat. They yeah, look you watch like the Cowboys game, Avengers. <laughs> they look like Avengers, man. Look at them. Right. They look like they were put on this earth to save it. Like they don't look right. like they were made for football. And, right. and I think my biggest takeaway with that part was how close they were. Like they were just mm-hmm. geeking and kicking it with us, just talking, chilling. They wanted to interact and come up to us so bad because they know so the bad. foot rule and. 
I, I felt there was love for that. Moreland and Terry did too, but they literally were just kicking it with us. That camaraderie and brotherhood, man. You can't, you can't, you got to savor those moments, man. Yeah, his mom had a funny moment where uh, they were chirping with some lady in the stands talking about, like, oh, Chase Young's coming home to me or whatever. And he said, nah, his mom's like, his stuff's in my car. He ain't going nowhere. And uh, <laughs> he started joking with his mom, and then he ran off the field. Um, so I want to kind of transition real quick to off the field stuff. So we talked about football, what impresses us. Obviously, pads are on, so it's, it's going to be a little bit more in-depth talk about player-wise. But me and Rio talked about it the first episode, how different training camp really had that feeling of. So I just want to talk a little bit about it for the, the guys and the uh, the fans that really didn't get to experience it with us as uh, Rio put the stone shades on. <laughs> hey, Richard was Rio is thing? back in the building. <laughs> Richard Rio. Hollywood Rio. Yes, That's not to say much being Richard. Uh, <laughs> so, Jalen, what was one thing that really stood out to you that just had a different feeling? Have you been to training camp before or was this your first time? Um, so I I went to training camp in 2015. So it was under the you know Dre Gruden regime, Club J. Um, and um, my, <laughs> my, I, my my viewpoint might be kind of skewed because this is actually my first time going as a season ticket holder. Um, last time I went, I was just a regular dagger, uh, just out there, you know, going with my free passes. Um, but the one thing that stood out to me is that they're trying to. They're trying to embrace the fan, right? They're trying to bring back, you know, the fanhood and the things that made the Washington football team as an organization so special. Um, the fans that made our shake back in the day, the passion, the pride. Um, I remember going to a lot of the Washington football, even at FedEx Field, those stadiums used to be loud. And it, it hasn't been like that in a lot of years. Um, allowed by the other team. Yeah, but you see, like, even with the giveaways, with Miss Snyder coming to address fans, with the concert, um, even with a lot, a lot of the attraction that they had at camp just to make it more family-friendly and things like that. Um, and just, you know, us being season ticket holders with that VIP uh, treatment that we got all week with the air-conditioned tent and things like that. They're trying to, you know, bring the fan back to, you know, the foundation of what it means to be a Washington football team fan. I agree 100%. I've been coming to training camp since it's been in Richmond. I mean, I would go by myself. Like, it didn't matter. Like, to me, like, prime was, like, RG3, mm-hmm. walking around talking about it, just the autograph session, stuff like that. So I didn't really know what to expect with mm-hmm. it being different because of COVID and everything. But like you said, and then obviously everyone's seeing how open Jason Wright is. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't expect it at all. Like, I met him for the first time at the draft in Cleveland. And just right away, you could tell he was just a genuine dude. He was just another one of the guys. He's like, oh, man, like, what are you doing tonight? Like, you want to go get something to eat? Like, you just want to, like, chill? Like, what are you doing kind of thing? You're like, uh, like, is this even allowed? Like, I don't even know. Like, can I be talking to you right, right now? <laughs> but, like, at camp, like, when Rio met him, and then on Saturday, just talking to everybody, coming up and just, make, like you said, making every single fan feel welcome. Because that's something, like, you remember. Mm-hmm. So, Rio, how has that experience been? You know, even with Joey. Joey is one of my favorite people all time now. He is so funny. Oh, what do you think about uh, Jason and Joey? Oh, man. Jason Wright, Joey Kobe Bekovich, don't get me started. This is just such a new day here in D.C. And Mrs. Snyder. I actually walked, to, I walked up to Mrs. Snyder, and at, her security team looked at me like I was crazy. I said, I just have to shake your hand and introduce myself and see if I can get a picture with you. And she did it. She is a sweet woman. But Jason and Joey, they're like regular guys, man. Like, they just kick it with you, talk to you, and it's not forced. It doesn't feel like we are making a concerted effort to 
make the fans think that we care. No, they're just regular yep. dudes ready to kick it with you. Julie Donaldson, Fred Smoot, Tim Hightower, all of these people in the Ooh. organization, it feels like family. It feels like family, brotherhood, friendship, and it feels authentic and transparent. I did the electric slide with the team president, me and Jason. <laughs> we were just sitting there having a conversation at the rope, which we weren't supposed to be doing because you're supposed to keep walking. And outstanding from the Gap Band came on. As soon as I heard Charlie Wilson's voice, me and Jason was just like, oh, we got to get to it because I was telling Josh, I was telling them, I was telling Josh and them, I said, look, Black people don't electric slide to the actual song, the electric slide. But every other song you hear at the cookout, we're going to step to it. And it don't matter where we're at. So I had a great time. I It was love all week. And I cannot wait for Friday night because they set the bar so high of what the experience could be like on a weekly basis on Sundays here. And I thank Joey, Aston, Mrs. Snyder. The ticket reps that were out there, Franny, Sophia, Miss Victoria, Maggie Wesley, everybody showed love, and I appreciate them so much for all the accommodations and hospitality over the weekend, Richard. Yeah, y'all had the security dancing when they were supposed to be telling y'all to get moving. That She joined in with y'all. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> that was a good time. So no, she didn't Saturday, realize we- that was Jason Wright. She, she thought we were talking to a player. Oh God! I was like, I was like, nah, that's the team president. She was like, oh, that's Jason. <laughs> that was funny. Okay. So on Saturday, we had the opportunity to meet a lot of the pad, uh, podcast crew. Obviously, some people couldn't make it, but just a lot of the local people. Mm-hmm. Jalen, how cool was that? To you know, all these people you interact with on Twitter. I mean, I've always seen your stuff on Instagram. You've got one of my favorite feeds. Um, always keeping this me up to date while I'm at work. Shouldn't be on my phone, but I'll be watching it anyways. Your your Julio video killed me talking about Allen Robinson being better than Terry Corin and Julio. Like, mm. shout out to Julio. But right. how was I just meeting all these people that you see their stuff on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube videos? And then you see me personally, like, oh man, like I forgot, like pre-COVID, this is what it was like just meet and hang out with people. Um, it was truly an amazing experience. Um, honestly, up until Richmond, I thought that. You know, my feed and my podcast was underrated, um, not not underrated, but kind of unheralded. And a lot of people didn't know that. But it was the complete opposite. Um, a lot of people came up to me talking about how they like my feeds, um, how they like the stuff that I post on social media, how they listen to my podcast. And just the amount of support that I've gotten since then uh, from meeting guys like you, um, like Parker. Um, and like even I posted a picture with just me and Santana Moss, no hashtags or anything. And I think I like 400 likes. I'm like, Blows up. <laughs> like I, my Twitter hasn't blown up like that um, other than like when a player posts something like that. Uh, but it just gives me something to look forward to for the season. Uh, meeting you guys um, and ha- having great experiences with you guys week in and week out. I'm really excited. Um, this this Washington football team community is made up of a, a lot of great people. And uh, this past weekend, put that on the showcase for sure. Yeah, and, like, honestly, every time I've ever gone to training camp and games, like I said, I was either, like, with a friend or family, and I just didn't know anybody there. Mm. I was just there for the game, nothing else. And now if I go to a game, I'm going to see Rio dancing in the parking lot. I'm going to go up <laughs> to him, mess with them, take some right. videos, get another right. meme from them, post it everywhere, just let it blow up. Like, mm. Rio, what really stood out to you just meeting everyone and how genuine and authentic everyone really is in person? Yeah, the main thing was that everyone was exactly as advertised. You know, we we always <laughs> we always talk 
We always talk, kick. We got group chats. We're on Twitter. We're in DMs. We're on each other's podcasts. But when you get in person with someone and actually get to see, okay, this is really who this person is. No one is being a character of themselves on their show. And the vibes were all immaculate, like you said, man. We met Freddie. We met Maddie J. Kyle, Mike, and Mike in the Burgundy Zone guy. Keith is hilarious, even though he's an asshole for making me a meme. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to embrace the meme. Y'all better keep that going all season. And I'm going to get his ass back at one of these events. But it was all it was all excellent vibes. And I cannot wait to just meet the rep. Tim Meeks and my guy right. Brian Hall. Those are some oh, wild shout out boys. Brian right there. Shout Brian out Brian Hall. Hall. I have to give Brian <laughs> Hall a shout out. That is my guy. He knows why. Yo, shout legend. out Brian Hall. Legend. <laughs> legend. We we stepped out with them on Friday night and legend. That's all I'm gonna say. Legend. But we have so many cool Thomas Burgess and his son Maddox, who's adorable and knows so much about football. The ref, the district, guys, man, it was all love. Best believe I've been sitting through my GoPro, sifting through footage for the last two days, trying to see how I'm going to cut up these damn vlogs to post them on YouTube. But we need to just unite as a fan base, embrace each other, stop arguing over toxic shit and being so adversarial all the time because things have are changing here right before our eyes. And if you don't see it, I don't know what to tell you. Don't. And it's crazy because, like, we get to experience it. And that's what I try to tell people. Like, I told Keith, like, you see these people on Twitter, they think, like, the organization is headed one way. And then we're at these events talking to people, meeting and seeing what's going on. They're like, no, y'all have no idea. Mm. It's not some competition. Like, I'm not trying to get more views than Rio. I'm not trying to, you know, post something better on Instagram than Jalen because it ain't going to happen. Like, <laughs> we're just all out here doing the same thing about the same team and just mm. growing together. It's it's really just becoming a team. It's funny, like how people thought, like, oh, we're just gonna compete and try to be the best fan, and like, I'm better than you, kind of thing. It is not like that yeah, at all, it's, man. It's not like that. Like, like for me personally, with this fan ambassador, the uh, fan ambassador thing, and it's my first time as a season ticket, <laughs> my first time. Shut up. My first time as a season ticket holder, I cop the GoPro so I can get as much content because there are some people who cannot get out to everything and now that i am able to i want to take fans on twitter instagram and facebook i want to take them along for the ride with me it's not because i'm a narcissist and i want my face to be all over your damn timeline every day and i'm competing to take the best pictures at camp or because i want to be the fan of the year no it ain't none of that man i'm just out here trying to spread good vibes good energy and I don't like, like, okay, like Shelly said, and no one even cares about the name anymore. Exactly. Because regardless, we're going to rep, we're going to mm. adapt, and we're going to be there on Sundays and be on Twitter repping our squad always. Exactly. Shout out to Andy. Like I said, people that just couldn't be there, and that was the main thing for me. Like, I want to take as many pictures and videos and tweets about plays as possible. And you'd be surprised how many people really reach out to me like, Yo, man, I really appreciate it. Like I was stuck at work this day. When I got home, I was checking out everything because I missed out. This is like the first time I couldn't go in years and stuff like that. And then, of course, you got the people coming back saying like, oh, you're not a reporter. Why are y'all trying to act like you're taking pictures? and play? Like it's not even about that. Like I literally wanted as many people there as possible. I was smooching tickets off of everybody. Like if you weren't going, I was getting a ticket for somebody else we knew. Meeting up with guys like my guy John, who's been at VCU. I haven't seen him in forever. Cameron Mingo, who does an awesome job talking about the Wizards. Sure, my I mean, we met so – Rev, yeah, T-Rev. Yeah, 
We've met so yeah, many people. Man. The face of the franchise, Corey Sanchez. Like, come on now. Oh, my God. We've met some good people oh this week. Legend. And the thing is, like, if I was to pick my favorite thing about camp, it would be all the people that I finessed in the VIP for the week to experience that shit with us. That would be my favorite part. Not the electric slide, not all the people we met, all the people we got to share these experiences with and take it in all as a team. I loved it. I love the energy. I bought one season ticket because I said I don't need to go with anybody else because I'm going to meet people and I'm going to just mm-hmm. embrace the fan base and I hope they embrace me too. So that's what it's about, man. I cannot wait for Friday night. And that's all we're about to talk about real quick right now is Friday night lights is why I've been calling it the practice at FedEx Field. Y'all, I haven't been at FedEx in like three years because I lived out of state, couldn't make any games. It's been a long time since I've been in FedEx. Rio, I know you got a, a video uh, with Making the Brand coming up where you were in FedEx. How's it looking right now? What are you expecting on Friday? I'm not sure exactly how much I can speak on how it's looking, but I will say that the, the stadium looks dramatically different. The playing surface, the seats, the signage, the whole aesthetic in the stadium, it feels different. It's not the dump that we're used to for the last 20 years. And you can tell by how many people they had working on it. See, the thing is, Joey Kobe Bagovich, Julie Ron, all these people are very self-aware that there's a lot of products here that are less than stellar. And things needed to change. And that self-awareness is why we're actually seeing change take place. So y'all will see a whole new FedEx field experience. And they are pulling out all the bells and whistles on Friday. So you're definitely going to want to be there. Yeah, we were talking to Jason on Saturday against the rope. And he was uh, talking about like plans for the new stadium. But he's like, what's more important to us is what we can do right now in our FedEx field to make your home experience this season back in for the first time since we couldn't last year, like making that much of a difference this season. Like we're not even thinking about a new stadium and what we can do that's state of the art and all this. He's like, we want to change things right now. So I'm excited to see it. I haven't seen the turf, stuff like that. Like I'm looking forward to it. Jalen, you going to be there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be there. If not, we're going to come kidnap you, so. Yeah, I'm going to be there right in there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. (laughs) I'm trying to get there at like 4 o'clock. So, guys, if you you plan on going, hit us up. We're all three going to be there. There's going to be so many people. Uh, I forgot who said earlier, James. Like, there's so many people that we didn't even get to meet at training camp that are about to be here on Friday. So, Jalen, if someone says, hey, man, I'm not going to make it, what are you going to tell them? Hey, you're going to miss out. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 tell them you need to be there. I'm going to tell them whatever prior engagement you got, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You need to be Quit there. Quit your job. I don't hear that answer, Josh. I, 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 need, I don't even want to hear that, honestly. That's something I I see Shelly in the chat. I know it's your birthday weekend coming up, but you got to come oh, through. Lord. You weren't able to come to camp. I'm glad your daughter feels better now. But, Shelly, if you can, you got to get your ass up to FedEx on Friday. <laughs> Friday night football. Let's do it. Jalen, we got a little uh, product plug here for you. Oh, you're going to need some stuff? <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I'll drop some off Look. for you. We'll be yeah, I need some day. too. Look. <laughs> you got to get I bring a couple bottles. I bring it for everybody. <laughs> John Wood Yeah, it better be some miracle, bro. That's what I need. 
<laughs> but guys, this episode has been brought to you by Bet Online. Like I said, check it out. We're gonna be at FedEx Friday taking videos, pictures, content. What's good, Zach? The band's gonna be there. The drum line, like what we showed y'all at training camp, is just a small sample. Rio was telling me some things that we can't talk about, but man, he said, "Wait till you see this full drum line." I'm excited about it. Might be a little show going on, also, uh, but we'll look forward to that. But guys, like I said, if y'all gonna be hey, there Friday, hey, hit hey. us up. Hell yeah, man! If if you haven't if you haven't familiarized yourself with go go music, you might want to do so because that DC flavor is coming on Sundays. We're gonna be out there beating our feet, all that good stuff, man. <laughs> DC or nothing, we out here, man. Absolutely. Like all, all I'm saying is Wally's gonna be coming back. I seen him at the draft party like what five years ago. <laughs> you get this entertainment music going again, I guarantee you Wally's gonna come back. So but guys, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, y'all had a good time on the live feed. We're gonna post this on YouTube and all of our podcast platforms. Like Jalen said, peace out. We'll see y'all later. And hit us up if you're coming Friday. And if you're not, then you're missing out. Peace. Peace. Noses.